This is the greatest and best podcast in the world. Tribute. Welcome to Retro Crush, the podcast, episode 99. Sweet Lord, we're only one episode away from our 100th anniversary episode. And I'd like you, the Retro Crush listeners, to play a part in this episode because we're going to feature uh, several things, some surprises and, and some amazing stuff for you. Uh, one of which is you can call the Retro Crush hotline or email me um, your favorite TV theme song or commercial jingle. And we're going to be featuring uh, listener-recorded uh, theme songs and jingles uh, all throughout that episode. So here's your chance to uh, be Internet famous. Uh, you can call the hotline at 916-231-9480. Um, that, that might be good if you don't have any fancy uh, recording equipment or whatnot, just through the... The, the technical marvels of your own telephone, you, you can get the job done. And uh, if, if you've got some more fancy uh, audio equipment, perhaps some Fisher-Price uh, sing-and-speak uh, tape player that your mom got you for Christmas, and you can convert that, um, you could do that as well. You can email uh, us at rberry at retrocrush.com. And just visit uh, the retrocrush.com website. There's a button called uh, email at the top there. And when you click it, you, you can email me. It's pretty pretty wild uh, the way this whole Internet uh, stuff works here. But uh, th- things have been going great here in Sacramento. Um, the weather's getting a little bit more mild, and the leaves are falling. I can rake my front lawn, and in like 10 minutes later, it looks like I didn't even rake my lawn. So it's sort of like, uh, you know, representative of the dilemmas of life. You know, why why do stuff when it's just going to get worse again an hour later? You know, why why uh, make your bed? Because you're just going to, you know, mess up that bed and get in it and, and make it dirty again. Or, you know, why wash those dishes? You're just going to get them dirty again. Just, just keep them dirty. Everything's constant in that regard. And I think if uh, everybody just lived life that way, um, we'd all die of some horrible disease probably. But, you know, that's why God invented uh, people that like to clean stuff, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of cool changes going on in the world. We got, uh, you know, a lot of Democrats uh, in office now, uh, if you follow politics and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of happy to see some change. You know, I'm not necessarily a pro-Democrat or Republican. You know, I, I'm still uh, a member of the Whig Party, so it shows you what I know. But I uh, I think that, uh, you know, I, I, we got Arnold Schwarzenegger as our governor here in California, and I, I kind of like that guy. I voted for him. Um, and, and it's mostly because I like his movies. You know, I, I really don't know a lot about his political policies, but... You know, any guy that can make Terminator 2, uh, 
you know, he deserves the second chance, uh, in my book. And plus, Phil Angelides is a big douche. So, uh, but we got a really great episode for you here today. I know it's been, uh, been a little while. But, uh, you know, this is sort of like, you know how that, that feeling you get before Christmas Eve? When you just can't sleep? Because you took a bunch of trucker pills? Well, this is just kind of like that, you know, that we know episode 100 is coming, but I don't want to just slack. You know, part of me's thinking like, you know, hey, I could just, uh, you know, read out of some, uh, Bill Bryson book for 20 minutes and, and just, you know, just, just phone it in for episode 99, because it's all really about episode 100, but, you know, maybe it's not, you know, maybe this episode's kind of like The Hobbit before Lord of the Rings starts, you know? It's just like, it's very important. Without The Hobbit, you don't get Lord of the Rings. And without episode 99, you're not going to get episode 100. You know, I'm not going to play you like that, like some of those other podcasters out there. You know, I'm not like Twit. I'm not like the Don and Drew show, you know, or or, or other uh, more uh, shows that are uh, oh successful. Uh, we're not going to do it that way. You know, that's not how we roll here in Sacramento, I'll tell you. So, uh, yeah, today we're going to go over the top 25 cover songs of all time. That's right. Not not just of, of the last 10 years. I'm talking of all time. I, I went back to biblical caveman days. And frankly, I didn't find anything uh, prior to 1950 because people didn't write many good cover songs uh, prior to that. But, uh, you know, from that point forward, I, I think this is fairly representative. And we, we just wrapped up the top 100 cover songs of all time feature on RetroCrush.com, which I highly recommend you go visit because you can see all 100 of them there. But as a special treat for you podcast listeners, we're going to actually play clips of all top 25 here for you right here and right now. And that was not a me saying that. You know, that was not a cover song of uh, Van Halen. So don't, don't be confused, folks. So uh, let, let's just go at it. Uh, at number 25, we've got the Fugees with Killing Me Softly with his song. And, uh, you know, very, very, very cool song. Uh, it was originally done by uh, Roberta Flack. And, uh, you know, uh, during a time when rap artists would take a classic beat and just rap on top of it, P. Diddy style with zero creativity, the Fugees hit a home run with this brilliant cover that featured honest-to-goodness kick-ass singing from Lauren Hill. I sure wish she'd, uh, you know, do some more records. You know, it's been a while. She did the miseducation of uh, Lauren Hill, and I think she was in Sister Act 2. But, you know, what what else has she done for us? But uh, here's a, a little bit of that, that beautiful, beautiful song. That's a good song. I especially like it at the end when she just goes like, ah, whoa, la, la, whoa. But she sings it a lot better than that. Um, but, uh, 
you know, many people don't know that there was a, a porno movie based on this song. It was called Killing Me Softly with His Schlong. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That, that never happened. Uh, our, our next one, number 24. Man, th- this song is just... The only way I could describe it is adorable. And anyone that could take a New Order song and make it adorable, or even listenable, is uh, a hero in my book. This is Bizarre Love Triangle by Frente. There's no sense in telling me The wisdom of a fool won't set you free But that's the way that it goes And it's what nobody knows And every day my confusion grows Every time I see you falling I get down on my knees and pray Waiting for that final moment You say the words that I can't say You know, I hope if uh, my wife ever sees me falling uh, She doesn't get on her knees and pray I hope she calls 911 or something You know, just enough praying Get me an ambulance, okay? Our, uh, our next one, number 23 Is uh, the Dead Kennedys uh brilliant punk band from the 80s, uh, late 70s as well, and uh, they broke up, or Jello Biafra, their lead singer, left them, and they actually tour still uh, without him, which is kind of shitty, because if you go to see the Dead Kennedys without Jello Biafra, that's kind of like, you know, seeing Van Halen without David Lee Roth, there's just no point, but uh, they did a great cover of Viva Las Vegas by uh, Elvis Presley, and I, I think this is a, a live version of it here, so hope hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Song's good. Now, I'm drinking white wine out of a plastic GoBots uh, cup. Mighty Robots, Mighty Vehicles. And I, I found it at a yard sale. And I just realized, uh, you know, I, I never washed it uh, before uh, putting the wine in here. So, you know, for all I know, this was like some AIDS infested hepatitis colony living at that house that was selling this. So, uh, if I don't make it to episode 100, I think you guys know why. Uh, our next uh, song, number 22, is the Talking Heads cover of Al Green's beautiful classic, Take Me to the River. And you wouldn't think by looking at David Byrne back in those days, you know, this this tall, geeky guy wearing glasses and, you know, hair that was all greasy and squiggly. How, how could that guy have any soul? But I think uh, as he sings uh, Take Me to the River, uh, he, he proves his uh, detractors otherwise.
Well, our, our number 21, we've got the Power Station with Get It On Bang A Gong, which is originally covered by, performed by T-Rex. Uh, this this band from the 80s was like this cool super group. Uh, of, uh, you had Robert Palmer of uh, Robert Palmer fame. And you had uh, the Taylor Boys from uh, Duran Duran. And you had just this incredible drummer from Chic, Tony Thompson, who actually died the same year that Robert Palmer did in 2003. I think they had some, like, suicide back there. But, uh, you know, they, 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 they did uh, Some Like It Hot, which was an original song. It was very popular. And that same summer, uh, they had a, a really cool version of uh, Get It On, Bang A Gong. You get the teeth of the hydra upon you. You do the deceit and you're my girl. Get it on, bang a gong. Get it on. Get it on, bang a gong. Get it on. That actually be pretty cool if you had a gong right next to your bed, so after you were done getting it on, you could bang a gong, and like the whole world would know that that you just had sex. Well, the world that could hear your gong, at least. But uh, anyway, yeah, it was, it was a shame. I wanted to uh, see the Power Station in concert because they were saying they were going to tour, and then like right when they toured, uh, like Robert Palmer said he didn't want to do it, and this uh, guy, uh, Michael DeBars, who was pretty much like a, a B-movie villain who was in films like Pink Cadillac and stuff like that. Um, there's a classic for you. Not worth watching unless you like uh, Bernadette Peters. You know, she, she's pretty, pretty good. But you got to watch her kiss uh, Clint Eastwood in that film, so it kind of takes away from the magic there. So our next uh, Johnny Cash at, at number 20 with Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds Mercy Seat. The Mercy Seat. And uh, what a gorgeous song this is, boy. This is just, uh, you know, Johnny Cash is, is, can certainly, time and time again, take somebody else's song and, and make you think that, that he's the guy who originally sang it just because he sings it with so much passion and authenticity. And uh, this is a song about a guy who's on death row and he's on his way to the electric chair. And he sings about uh, redemption, his thoughts. He's, he's got some turmoil about whether he wants to really face that he did it or not. And it's uh, horrifying and inspiring and and just, uh, just a, a beautiful song. And I totally recommend that you hear it. Uh, the original version of the song, which I heard after the cover, it's kind of warbled and hard to understand. Because um, I think Nick Cave is Australian, and, and they just speak some other... It's, it's like Aborigine talk, basically, is what it comes down to. But, uh, you know, Johnny Cash uh, thankfully translated it to English and, and sang it in a way that is a good. And, and I hope you like this. In heaven his throne is made of gold The ark of his testament is stored A throne from which I'm told all history does unfold it's made of wood and wire, and my body is on fire. And God is never far away. Into the mercy seat I climb. My head is shaved, my head is wired. And like a moth that tries to enter the bright eye, I go shuffling out of life just to hide in death a while. 
And anyway, I never lie. Man, Rick Rubin just produced that song beautifully there with the little choir singing in the background. And as the song kind of comes to an end, it's just this like big downward spiral of this uh, piano that sounds like it's being played with hammers, you know. It's just insane. Great, great song. Number 19, we have Marilyn Manson's uh, very creepy and twisted take on the arrhythmics. Sweet dreams are made of this. I, I remember when I first saw... Uh, the the arrhythmics uh, with that video. I was at my friend uh, Bill Emery's house, and we were watching MTV. We used to watch MTV almost nonstop. I'm just seeing Annie Lennox there with this, uh, you know, crew cut and this, you know, black suit with a riding crop in her hand, and this this like brilliant fiery orange hair, and this gorgeous voice. You know, just everything about her was just so amazing and different. You know, certainly uh, one of the great vocal talents of our time, and. Uh, Marilyn Manson is is hardly any of that, but but certainly a a fun and a inspired take on on the classic song there. feel like I'm possessed by the devil just listening to that song there. Oh, man. So, uh, number 18, we have an incredibly unlikely cover, uh, unlikely in that it works so well. Uh, Toots and the Maytals. Uh, my buddy Keith Lowell Jensen, who you've heard on this uh, podcast a few times, probably against your will, and um, he once made me a CD for my birthday of uh of just some of his favorite songs that he thought I would like. And most of it was like Leo Sayer and Barry Manilow tunes cuz uh frankly he's he's pretty gay as far as music goes. But but this was a song on there that surprised me. It was a Toots and the Maytals version of John Denver's Country Roads. Now god, just hearing that, that sounds like it's got train wreck written all over over it there, but uh it it's just beautiful. And uh, here's a, a clip of it here right now for your listening pleasure. Young man, then the mountain, going like a bee, from the road, baby, home, where the place, I'm in a home, where to make home, I am a mama, take me home, from the I love how they uh, say West Jamaica instead of West Virginia there. And, um, you know, speaking of uh, covering songs by people that died in airplane crashes, our next song is uh, La Bamba. Is, uh, Richie Valens' La Bamba is covered by Los Lobos from the movie that was cleverly titled La Bamba. Um, this uh, gave Lou Diamond Phillips uh, his... Uh, first acting job, which enabled him to kind of parlay his career into hosting uh, poker uh, celebrity shows on uh, television there. But, uh, you know, just just a really neat take on, on the song. Um, they pretty much play it straight, but at the very end of it, 
uh, this kick-ass guitar solo, which wasn't even in the first one, uh, just comes in, and it's it's beautiful. It's like Charles dancing on your head while uh, Freddie Prinze uh, combs your hair and, and, and nibbles on your ear and tells you, uh, Te amo, mi amor. Um, anyway, that's what I think when I hear the song. But uh, yeah, I mean, if, if there's if there's a good thing to come about Richie Valens dying in a plane crash, it's that they made this movie about his life as a result, and then uh, you know this song came to be. So thanks thanks for getting in that plane crash, Richie Valens, uh, or else we would have never heard this. <laughs> My favorite part of that song is when he says, Yo no soy muy dinero, which means I have money made out of soy. Because in Mexico they trade tofu beans for currency, and they're also known as pesos, is how they call it over there. So there's a little bit of cultural history for you there. Number 16 is uh, Sonic Youth with their cover of the Carpenters' Superstar. And um really good. It's just this uh kind of ethereal, creepy spaceman type uh take on, on the classic there. Um, you know, instead of Karen Carpenter just going, you know, don't you remember you told me you love me, baby You know, they take it like, you know, well, you, you just gotta hear it for yourself here. It's just amazing. Just feel the love at the end of that song. Uh, number 15 is the Bengals with the cover of Simon and Garfunkel's Hazy Shade of Winter. Now, th- this song uh, came out in the 80s as a soundtrack for this otherwise throwaway movie called Less Than Zero. I think that was a book written by uh, Brett Easton Ellis who wrote American Psycho, which actually had a very good movie based on it. But uh, you know, the the one good thing about the 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 film Less Than Zero was that you you, you got this song uh, made for it. And this is one of those cheesy videos where it had the band playing with like scenes from the movie projected behind them. You know, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, snorting coke and stuff. Real stretch for him in that part. And uh, here is uh, the Bengals. Uh, I, I I chose a part of the song here with with uh, Susanna Hoffs. Oh, so so great, so cute, so th- th- that voice. I, I wish she would have done more uh, with the Bengals. She's got this. Uh, speaking of covers, uh, an album of cover songs with uh, Matthew Sweet, uh, who did uh, the song "Girlfriend," and uh, it's called uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's uh, just look up Susanna Hoffs in Amazon. And uh, stay away from the DVD, The All-Nighter, if they've got that in print. Ooh, what a stinker that was. But uh, anyway, here is uh, Hazy Shade of Winter by the Bengals at number 15. 
I sure like that song, but I don't quite get the lyrics. Uh, maybe I'm hearing them wrong, but it's like, you know, look around, seesaw brown, there's a patch of snow on the ground, or, you know, I, I don't know what that means, but I like the sound of it, so I, I'll say it's okay. At uh, number 14, we have one of my all-time favorite songs, uh, and th- this song's so ma- great and unusual in so many different ways. Um, I'm talking about the uh, 85 uh, remake of Aerosmith's Walk This Way by Run DMC and Aerosmith. Not too often uh, the original group uh, gets to be a part of the cover song. And uh, this is just not some half-hearted attempt to rap an old classic song. Uh, the, The rapping fits so well. And Aerosmith, I think, really elevated their uh, game for the remake. And it's it certainly, everyone agrees that, that this song is, is what Aerosmith uh, was able to come back with and become more popular than ever prior to this. They were really floundering with some comeback attempt albums, and it just wasn't clicking. And the video for this song really exposed Aerosmith to a, an audience that they, they just didn't have. And the video is it's fantastic. It's just so so goofy and simple. Uh, the setup is that somehow Run DMC and Daryl Smith both book studio space in the same building. And, and you probably don't want to record an album in this building because there's like this paper-thin wall between the two of them. Uh, and they didn't bother soundproofing the thing. So Aerosmith's trying to play their guitar, you know, get ready to play their song. And uh, Run DMC and Jam Master J are, are trying to do their thing. And you know, it's just kind of like they, they can't quite get it together. So uh, Run DMC decides to show these guys a thing or two and start rapping to their song. And it starts out a little contra- confrontational at first, but they come together, and it's a perfect marriage of rap and rock. And, uh, and uh, it's, it remains, I think, one of the better rap songs and rap songs, rock songs, too, <laughs> ever recorded. And uh, here is... Run DMC and Aerosmith's Walk This Way at number 14. That song still holds up good. What also I like about that is like Joe Perry, his uh, guitar is like way better in that version. If you listen to both of them together, he just really lets loose uh, in the remake. It's almost like he he took his wise tricks that he learned through the years and and put them to good use, like an old fisherman might. You know, when he tries to catch that same bass uh, over time, you know, maybe eventually he gets it. I think Joe Perry is that expert bass fisherman that finally caught the big one. With that song, um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, <laughs> the top cover songs of all time. Uh, we're, we're down to the last thirteen, um, and uh, number thirteen 
is a cover of an old blues classic by John Lee Hooker. It's uh, George Thorogood and the Destroyers. You know, don't don't discount the Destroyers when you're talking about George Thorogood. You know, and uh, this is a uh, one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. I wonder how many people actually go to a bar and order that. You know, they go, excuse me, bartender, give me one bourbon and one scotch and one beer. You know, I would think, you know, if you're drinking a bourbon and a scotch in the same drink, I mean, that's that's not too glaringly different. You know, I, I would maybe say, you know, maybe one bourbon, one scotch. Well, maybe, no, nah, I just repeated myself there. Maybe like one bourbon, one Midori, and one beer. And then you jump up and down a lot, and you're probably going to throw up, because that's not a good combination. But you know what is a good combination? George Thorogood and this song. Read my coat, I call a bartender. So look, man, come down here. He got down there. So what you want? A one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Well, I ain't seen my baby since I don't know when. I've been drinking bourbon whiskey. Gonna get high, man, I'm gonna get loose Need me a triple shot of that juice That song's so funny, because, like, the whole first part of the song, it's like, you know, then my landlady said, you gotta pay the rent, and I told her I'm gonna pay it uh, on Friday. And, like, he blows her off for, like, four straight weeks, and he ain't got no money for his rent, because he ain't got no job. But, but he sure finds, uh... Some money to buy some some booze at the bar there, so uh, he's got his priorities straight. You got to give him give him credit for that. Our uh, our next cover is a, uh, you know, in the early days the Beatles did a few covers. Um, you know, a lot of bands from England kind of got their start by uh, ripping off uh, black people, like most white American rock artists did, and uh, they they did a cover of the Isley Brothers. Twist and Shout, which was actually a, an originally a song about epilepsy. Most people don't know that, uh, but but now you know the rest of the story. By the way, best of uh, luck to Sir Paul McCartney in his uh, divorce proceedings. Uh, looks, it looks like his uh, soon-to-be ex-wife is trying to get two hundred and fifty million dollars uh, from him. You know, and that's not right. It's so sad to see this guy who was married to Linda for so long, and uh, you know, just uh, love of his life. He stayed with her till the end, and then he. Finds this new hottie and then uh, hooks up with her. And then two years later, three years later, whatever, you know, she uh, leaves him and takes t- tries to take half his money. You know, I mean, the guy already got screwed over when Michael Jackson bought the rights to all his songs, and 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 look at him now, you know. But uh, Paul, my thoughts are with you. You know, I, I'm not saying she's a gold digger, but uh, she ain't messing with uh, Ringo. That's all I'm saying. So uh, in number 11, we've got Eric Clapton with uh, his uh, really fun cover of, of Bob Marley's I Shot the Sheriff. Well, 
Shows you how how different things are uh, through time. You know, when Ice T had his song "Cop Killer," people were getting all freaked out. But you know, Eric Clapton can be all like, "Yeah, I shot a sheriff," and they're like, "Wow, that, that's a great song, and it's it's good to dance to." You know, it's like, but you know, once a, once a black person starts singing about killing cops, it's like, "Oh crap, man, protect your kids," out of control. But uh, you know, I suppose Eric Clapton gets a free pass there. Number ten. Oh my gosh, we're down to the top ten now. Can, can you can you taste the magic like I can right now? Um, I, I hope you can. I just feel this like palpable sense of anticipation and excitement in the air. Um, I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe you feel it like I do. Uh, but uh, number ten, we've got somebody that that's actually kind of a, a guilty pleasure of mine both musically and uh, physically you know you don't see a lot of people saying uh you know in the 70s you'd see like uh people going hey i had a crush on farrah fawcett or linda carter or Lindsay wagner but you very rarely you know had people with carol king posters hanging in their room and uh you know i, I thought she was kind of kind of good looking in, in, in a weird sort of uh jewish substitute teacher kind of way you know, um, and I thought that album cover for Tapestry with, with that cat just sitting there, that was like just so cool. You know, I always wanted to have a cat like that sitting in my sunny window someday. But, you know, I married someone who's allergic to cats. But that's okay. You know, the trade off's good. You know, I'll do without that. But, uh, you know, because I got a dog. He's a pretty good dog for the most part. He, you know what I like best about my dog is that. He likes to be outside. My my dog I had before him would like scratch at the door, you know, like the hounds of uh, hell were chasing him into my door. And he'd be just, like carving through the wood and trying to burrow his way inside. He hated being outside. This dog loves it, man. He just you know, and he's kind of stupid, so that that helps. He's not very high maintenance, you know. You just you look out the window and he's like chasing himself in a circle for three hours. You know, you don't you don't really have to play with him. He kind of just plays with himself, and um. You know, if you forget to feed him, he'll eat his own crap. So it's kind of like he's recycles in the yard. So it's a good... You know, he's like the circle of life of dogs. But uh, speaking of Carol King, here is uh, her cover of Natural Woman. And this is an an unusual cover song in that she wrote the song in the first place. Very famous songwriter. And she wrote songs for lots of of famous people. The Everly Brothers and uh, Leslie Gore... And um, I think Twisted Sister, though I'm not sure on that. But uh, she wrote Natural Woman, and Aretha Franklin made it very, very famous. So Carol King's like, well, you know, let me let me give that song a try. Now, you know, how can you outdo Aretha Franklin? That's pretty tough to do. But uh, I think the fact that Carol King actually wrote this song and sings it with such an honesty, um, it's just great. And here, here's a version of the song. It's a clip of it. I, I believe it's from... Uh, the UK show Top of the Pop, so it's a kind of an, an unusual live version of it that you may not have heard before. This is a song that was made popular in the US and maybe here by Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. 
looking out on the morning rain I used to feel uninspired And when I knew I'd have to face another day Man, that song makes me feel like a natural woman. I don't know about you. Our number nine, we've got Jimi Hendrix with his gorgeous cover of Bob Dylan's All Along the Watchtower. And, uh, boy, you listen to Bob Dylan's original and you hear this, it's just like Jimi reinvented the song for the better. In fact, I was reading that uh, Bob Dylan liked the way Hendrix performed it so much that he sort of altered the style of his own performances of it to be more like Jimmy's version as well. And uh, with, with something that sounds this good, you can understand why. Let me get another song that we did about uh, in the year of 1833. And uh, I think it's pretty true still today if you can dig it. Man, it's always a shame when a when a brilliant artist dies too young, like Jimi Hendrix did. Uh, but it, Hendrix was so special. I mean, you know, all those those '60s uh, artists that died, early '70s people. You know, your, your Janis Joplin's, your Jim Morrison's, your uh, Andy Gibbs. You know, you wonder. Uh, you know, they, they kind of reached the, uh, maybe the pinnacle of their career there already, right? But with Jimi Hendrix, I mean, that guy was just such a guitar god. You just wondered, like, what what if he could have evolved for another twenty years? How 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 much more amazing could his guitar have have gotten? You know, I remember reading something where he was like, kind of looking to get away from some of that trippy psychedelic stuff that he was famous for, and was really working on some new types of blues, the you know, reengineering some things there. But you know, he certainly gave us a great body of work. But you just kind of wonder, you know, what if what if Jimmy had another ten years? What would it what would have been like, you know? But then, you know, what if Jimmy also gained a hundred pounds and lost all his hair? I mean, maybe, you know, you, you know, take the good with the bad, I guess. But uh, at number eight, we've got one of the best live performance covers uh, of all time. Uh, this is Joe Cocker's cover of the Beatles' uh, "A Little Help with From My Friends," and uh, my God, if you have not seen him perform this. Uh, uh, on the stage at Woodstock, it's just electrifying. I mean, just this guy's just—it's like he's speak, you know, he's just jerking his arms around and twitching, and it's like the song's possessing him and just you know controlling his body, and he just he just gives into the music and just you know he's he, he just screaming the song and shouting the song and sweating and just oh man, it's just it's it's just beautiful. We got a link to the video on YouTube on our site. YouTube, that's like a an online bathtub site, I think. But YouTube has it, uh, too. 
And uh, here's uh, my favorite part of the song. Yeah, it's about maybe two minutes in, and he's got these people that aren't doing a very good falsetto up there. You know, frankly, if he would have had me there, well, I would have only been like two years old. But if he had me now, like if he could go into a time warp and say, Hey, Robert, I need you to help me on Woodstock. And I'd probably go, Okay, Joe, let's do it, man. And I'd go like back in time, you know, and I'd be on stage with him. And then I'd do like that, Do you need anybody? But the two guys they got on stage doing that, uh, not not as good as me, you know. So Joe, be a little more picky next time you're performing at Woodstock, you know. Give me a little time call, cross the time stream. I'll be happy to join you, join you there. But uh, luckily, Joe sings so good, it doesn't matter that these guys do a crappy falsetto right before this line because he like saves it eighty times over. So here is uh, Joe Cocker with uh, the Beatles. A little help from my friends. Don't, didn't you feel it hearing that? That's just, that's just all. Oh, that's rock and roll magic. There's no other way to describe it. Um, that's magic with a K. You know that kind of like Renaissance Fair kind of magic that's like extra weird and spooky? That's kind of magic I'm talking about. Well, number seven, we've got Diamond David Lee Roth with his over-the-top, great, campy, and wonderful to listen to cover of Louis Primus. Just a gigolo, and I ain't got no body. It's a, it's a great mentally, it's a great video, and uh, only a personality like David Lee Roth could pull this off. And, and Dave, Eddie Van Halen, if you're out there, cut the shit and get back together, okay? You know, there's nothing that rock fans want more than to see David Lee Roth together with Van Halen again. That that's what Van Halen's all about, not this Sammy Hagar. Not this Eddie Sharon. What the hell was that? That's like, you know, somebody runner-up in an American Idol contest got the job there. And uh, yeah, I just was reading today that Eddie's uh, 15-year-old son, Wolfgang, is is now going to be playing bass for the uh, for the band. He announced this, uh, I guess, just today. And um, he, here's what else is lining up for you. On the next Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Awards, Van Halen is eligible for the first time. You know they're going to get in on the first ballot. And, of course, the original lineup of Van Halen is going to be there on stage to accept the award. So come on. All the planets are aligning. Dave, Eddie, kiss and make up, okay? Valerie Bertinelli's out of the picture now. So you know she was the one who was causing all the trouble. If Valerie Bertinelli was definitely the, uh, the Yoko Ono of uh, Van Halen. And so now that that tempstress is gone, they can get back down to rocking and rolling. And uh, though this is not a Van Halen song, it very well could have been if Eddie would have lightened up a little bit. But a uh, beautiful song nonetheless. It's David Lee Roth with Just a Gigolo. Take a 
Man, that's so good. I, I like it when Dave goes, Nobody can scat like uh, David Lee Roth can, that's for sure. And um, that brings us to number six. Man, we're getting so close to number one. It's it's like only uh, only moments ago that we were talking about number 25, and here we are at number six. Creedence Clearwater Revival with Heard It Through the Grapevine. Poor John Fogarty. There's this, uh, this asshole guy that like bought the rights to the uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival catalog. And for the longest time, uh, John Fogarty wasn't allowed to sing the songs he wrote in concert. This guy saw somebody or other. He's the guy that produced uh, the English Patient movie. And... Um, but that, that, I think that's all resolved. And there's a while, like, if you see the Creedence Clearwater Revival, uh, like a, a version of them were touring called Creedence Clearwater Revisited. And it didn't have John Fogarty as the lead singer there. So don't get suckered into one of these Indian casino concerts that gets these uh, budget half-rate imitation versions of CCR. Because you wouldn't be able to hear beautiful songs like John uh, Fogarty on vocals and Credence doing uh, Heard It Through the Grapevine, which was originally performed by both Marvin Gaye and Gladys Knight. In fact, the song has a real interesting history, as I wrote on the, the website here. Marvin Gaye was the first true person to record it, but Motown head Barry Gordy chose not to release it and let Gladys Knight have a crack at it instead. And it did so well that, that he decided to release Gay's version out there too. And just three years later, Credence did a uh, swampy, twangy version of it that still remains one of the, the few cover songs that, uh, that, that they've done. And his uh, vocals are a really nice twist on a soulful classic that remains great to listen to. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just read to you what I wrote there. Didn't sound so spontaneous there, did it? Well, here we go. good. I love that guitar, that sort of twangy good bucket guitar. That well, number five, we've got Aretha Franklin singing Respect. I know a lot of you are probably thinking like, well, I thought that was like her song to begin with. Well, it might as well have been because that song became hers once she sang it. Certainly her uh, definitive song, but it was actually written and uh, recorded and pre- performed by uh, Otis Redding originally. And uh, I remember reading a Rolling Stone uh, history thing about this, and uh, he uh, mentioned that, uh, you know, man, that, that ain't my song no more, after he heard her sing it. And sure enough, it's, 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 a, it's a great song.
great, great stuff. You gotta give Aretha credit for just being one badass lady. You know, a lot of people make fun of her for being fat and stuff like that, but you know what? She earned every one of them truffles that she shoved down her mouth. You know, she's the queen still. I think I'd love to see a stripped down back to basics Aretha Franklin album, you know, like like you know, kinda like what Rick Rubin did for, for Johnny Cash. It'd be nice to see somebody take Aretha Franklin and and let her sing some some good songs again. Cause she's she's just so damn good. And uh, it really deserves a lot more modern success than, than than she's had. And number four got a really unusual cover. I mean some people there's different kinds of covers. You could do like just a straight cover that's just really good. You know, you get those. Uh but this cover, uh you know, this title of cover that I'm about to play for you here is just uh really reinventing the song. In fact, Mick Jagger, uh, of all the versions of Satisfaction that have been uh, uh, recorded by many people, Otis Redding included, uh, even Britney Spears did one, tons of people have, have recorded Satisfaction. Even uh, Guitar Wolf from uh, from Hong Kong, or wherever they're from, excuse me for not knowing, but uh, Devo's version of Satisfaction uh, was Mick Jagger's favorite. And it's just, it's really cool. They, they just turned this song on its ear and and brought out things in it that just were never there before. So cool! I didn't even use the same music arrangement. Just a whole nother, it's a whole new song in the hands of Devo there. And number three, uh, you know, I almost could have made this like my favorite songs that Johnny Cash has covered of other people, but that'd be too easy. But uh, this one here, uh, I, I could not include it. I, in fact, uh, we, we did a uh, reader uh, suggestions. I had an email going on for a while, for about a month, for people to email me what their favorite cover songs were and what they thought was deserving to be in the top 100 cover songs. And probably the single most uh, repeated request was Johnny Cash's cover of Nine Inch Nails' Hurt. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like the last hit Johnny had while he was alive. And uh, the video, just so eerie and poignant that uh, Mark Romanek directed, just just gorgeous. I mean, you, you see uh, June Carter there next to him and see her slowly fade and disappear while he's singing. And when the, when the video came out, she actually passed away shortly afterwards, so it made it even more poignant. And, uh, you know, you just see him there with just, you know, all this dusty, decrepit stuff around him. And, and, and just to see Johnny just like, you know, his, his hands are shaking while he's trying to hold something. I mean, he's just got the tremors there. And, you know, I think one of the first times where you really looked at Johnny Cash and thought, wow, he's, he's going to die pretty soon here, you know. And his his frailty was exposed. And, and this song, with the lyrics written by Trent Reznor, of course, uh, just fit him perfectly and this was just another one of those cases where you know you almost forget about the original version of the song altogether because it's Johnny's song now and um you know I, I remember uh when it became a hit Johnny Cash made some quote about how you know he wished he could write songs as good as this 
you know, what a great thing. I mean, can you imagine if you're Trent Reznor and you hear Johnny Cash praising your songwriting like that? You know, and 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 Trent was a, of course blown away by this performance, and 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 so has been about just about everybody. It's maybe cliche to play this. You know, that was kind of the easy one to pick of Johnny Cash, and it's certainly, uh, you know, a lot of people, even who don't know a lot about music, know that, that Johnny Cash did a good version of this song, but you can't ignore it just because it's popular, and this is a Johnny Cash's Hurt. Try to kill it all away, but I remember everything. What have I become? My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away In the air Man, that's just like Raw power exposed there For you to listen to Well man, we're down to our, our final two And I can tell you I, I, I struggled so much With these top three you know, which one would be three, two, and one. And I, I rearranged them so many times in my head. But they're all good. That's really what I'm trying to say here. But, uh, you know, they could have, any one of these could have been number one on somebody's list, that's for sure. But this is the way the cards fell. And, by the way, special thanks to Brad Hamlin of MysteryIsland.net, who helped me uh, compile this list. Uh, we both really pounded this out over about a month before we decided on the final count. And uh, this the top hundred, which you can see all top hundred on retrocrush.com. Um, you know, I think we started it about five months ago and just finally uh, finished it up. Been kind of doing it slowly over that period of time. But uh, number two is uh, Ike and Tina Turner's brilliant cover of, of Creed and Clearwater Revival's "Proud Mary." And uh, God, I just love the beginning of this song. You know, especially where she's she tells you right up front. You know, we're we're going to start this song nice and easy, but then we're going to take it nice and rough. And they, and they do like this slow, you know, left a good job in the city. And you just hear like Ike just in the background going, rolling on the river. But he sings it better than that. And uh, and then in the middle of the song, she just starts kicking ass. Sorry if you hear me chewing a pumpkin seed during that song, by the way. Um, kudos to you if, you if you actually identified the seed I was chewing as a pumpkin seed. They have that special texture that uh, comes across a microphone a little bit differently than, than other seeds do. Well, we're here at our number one uh, song. It's I'll just cut right to the chase. It's, it's My Way by Sid Vicious, originally performed by Frank Sinatra. Now, a lot of people, uh, you know might think what a joke of a, of a number one and I'm not doing this to be funny I, I really think this is a one of the best cover songs ever made you know and, and what I wrote on my site if you don't mind me just reading what I wrote here it says uh, damn it if Sid Vicious's cover isn't one of the most unintentionally brilliant cover songs 
ever made. Sure, the choice of song is not too subtle, as sin groans and bellows a near unintelligible version of the Sinatra classic, but it's almost the perfect definition of rock and roll. And the footage from the great rock and roll swindle, which we have a video for uh, on the website there, with Sid pulling out a gun and shooting all the rich people in the audience at the end of his song, though heavy-handed, is a classic hell yeah moment of music. You know, and... uh just, I really like this song. It's cocky and silly, and it's certainly one of the original punk rock covers of of, of a standard there. And uh, you know, it's worth checking out. You know, go to our website. We got a video of this, and if you see the video while he sings this, it's it's extra fun. Um, it's it, it is from a, a scene in a movie actually, The Great Rock and Roll Swindle, which was unreleased for quite some time. But uh, here's Sid Vicious with My Way. great well uh, i hope you enjoyed that top 25 countdown um remember next episode is episode 100 and we will be featuring your tv theme songs and your commercial jingles as sung by you the retro crush podcast listener call up at 916-231-9480 or email them to me at rberry at retrocrush.com and I will be giving away some DVDs to some of the best ones there. Um, I've got some great stuff. I've got a special super extended version of King Kong by Peter Jackson which doesn't even come out till November 14th but I got early copies because I got that kind of pull with Universal. I've got season 7 of The West Wing my God, that was incredible television. This was a show that was floundering in the ratings. People kind of just left it out there for dead. And they pull out this great season of television with Alan Alda and Jimmy Smith running for president. And it made you sad that you had to live in our world because that just seemed like a much better choice than what we were given here. And some other stuff as well. But uh, I am going to leave you uh, with uh, some cover song that did not make the list, but I just really have grown to love it as well. This is... Um, from Weird Al Yankovic's new album, Straight Outta Linwood. This is uh, Polkarama. Every album uh, Weird Al does, uh, all the great albums he's done, he does this great medley of uh, songs, of uh, popular songs of the day, polka style. And um, this is probably of all the... In fact, I'm so dorky, I made a playlist of nothing but his polka songs so I could listen to it. And uh, uh, Let me tell you, it's hard to get your family to enjoy listening to that when you're taking a road trip. But uh, his uh, Polkarama is, is, is certainly one of the best. He uh, takes on Coldplay, uh, Kanye West, and uh, the Gorillas, and and here's a little piece uh, from the middle of it where he does uh, both uh, the Pussycat Dolls and the Killers. And uh, this is. Uh, here, here, here you go. Thanks for listening. Thanks. I had a lot of fun doing this podcast. I hope you like listening to it. And uh, look forward to catch you on our 100th anniversary episode. This is part of uh, Al, uh, Weird Al Yankovic's Polkarama. Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak like me? Don't you? Don't you? Don't you wish your girlfriend was raw like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend?
generation around.